And speaking of corn dogs, Zeno yeah. Saga. Welcome to a very special mini episode of Rhythm Encounter. Uh, we're kind of lovingly calling this episode 22.9 because um, we're not quite at 23. We've been kind of on break for a while, but now we're back. So I am not Stephen Myrink, Tales on the Boards, as you might have noticed, unless he's done something that we haven't heard of. I am Caitlin Arturos, Lee and Cazero on the boards, um, and I'm joined, as always, by my, not my co-host, but my co-co-host. That's your official title, Mike. I'm not, I'm still co-co-host, even though I'm the second one here. I, I think you always have to be co-co-host. All right, all right. Yes, so I am Mike Salvato, Mike on the boards. And then we also have a very special guest who hasn't been with us since, I think, Music of the Year. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has. Hi, it's Marcos Gaspar, Wild Armor on the Boards. Very happy to have you with us, Marcos. So, um, we have been kind of away for a while. Um, long story short, we've been kind of in a period of transition. Stephen uh, has moved to Japan and is in an intensive language program at the moment. So we've been trying to reorganize things um, to make the show work and we kind of lost track of time, so to speak, but we're, we're coming back. We've got a couple of episodes uh, ready to go. We wanted to get this one out here to have it be sort of a gap filler, so to speak, just so that everyone knows that we are all alive. The show is alive. The show will go on, I swear. And because we are kind of doing a mini episode, we decided we're going to skip recent tracks this time and jump right into the thick of things. And Marcos, I believe our topic was actually your idea, wasn't it? That's right. Do you want to introduce our topic for us then? Caitlin, I would love to. <laughs> All right. For uh, this uh, Rhythm Encounter's uh, theme, I chose to go with some casual themes or more or less themes that you don't hear often uh, talked about. Usually you hear battle themes, awesome epic themes. But I wanted to go with some more casual themes where characters like talking or a comical moment. Something more lighthearted that doesn't uh, hold too much gravity of what's happening. Whether it's someone being destroyed with a final Kaiser Blast. Or uh, <laughs> the opening of a impressive Kingdom Hearts orchestral suite. Because those Kaiser Blasts are just... A real downer. They just don't capture that intimacy between two people, <laughs> a group. I mean, in battle, yes. Um, uh, Solid Snake will tell you about the romance of the battlefield. Um, <laughs> but sometimes we just need something a little bit more lightheartedness, and I, I think that I think this show will do well with that. Well, we all need some casual relaxation every once in a while. Between, you know, fighting random woodland creatures and crazy people and final bosses, which, I don't know, maybe coming up soon we will get into those very topics. Maybe. Spoiler. I don't know. Possibly. But why don't we just uh, start things off with our first block, and I believe, Marcos, you had our first pick. 
Yep. Um, the name of the song uh, that we're starting off with is Vane and His Friends from the game Metacamia. And this one is uh, composed by uh, Ken Nakagawa. Oh, you said the bar really high. I don't, don't know if I remember all the composers of my picks. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I had the next one. Uh, this one, I think I actually do have the composer. This is Corndog from Persona Q, which we have played a lot of uh, with, in Music of the Year, but I couldn't help it because it's so wonderfully catchy. I just had to include it. And then, Mike, I think you had our next pick. Yeah, my pick is Tifa's theme from Final Fantasy VII. I don't really think I have to mention the composer here. No, okay. no. Well, if you did, we wouldn't be a really a very good uh, music podcast, I don't think. So, I just it have should a go fe- without saying. Yeah, I have a feeling someone listening might have heard Final Fantasy VII by now. And if they haven't, well, they're going to now. Yes, yeah, true. All right, so coming up, we have Vane and Friends from Manichemia, Corndog from Persona Q, and Tifa's theme from Final Fantasy VII.
So yeah, Vayne Friends, really chipper. I like it. The reason why I chose it for uh, the first uh, block is because, uh, like I said, it's chipper, it's a little innocent, and it also has a pinch of goofiness in there. Mostly it just plays when uh, Vayne and his friends are just hanging out, whether it's just uh, inside the, their actual um, alchemy room or just doing whatever. Um, the music itself, on the other hand, I just find very pleasant. I really like the uh, those little wood blocks or temple blocks playing in the background. Like it's like a little gallopingness to it, and like you really get that high school or elementary school vibe in the song when you uh, hear the recorders playing, especially like that when the music pulls back a little and then you hear uh, the recorders playing uh, together. And I like that kind of innocence um, in the music, especially for a high school uh, setting. And in regards to the goofiness, um, around the 139 track, you hear that flexitone that like plays, and then like a couple of seconds later, you hear a little slide whistle to give a bit of a SpongeBob kid goofiness to it. <laughs> More games need that, I think. It's the SpongeBob song of the episode. It's the SpongeBob effect. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The the recorder oh, memories because I used to play. The recorder. I honestly do not remember why I was playing it. I guess I was in a music class and we had to play instruments and I got a recorder, but you never forget that sound. And I think, you know, for anyone who's been in a music class or a band class or played it, they can like instantly transport you back to that time for maybe a couple of months or a year when you played an instrument and then never touched it again. Piano. Oh, piano. That was mine. That's a different Are, kind of sound, though. I know. I thought you were just talking in general about... Okay, anyway. Yeah, I knew... I See, I didn't know what it was. I, I was going to actually comment on that part of the song, too. I was going to say, uh, I knew it was a wind instrument. And frankly, I have to admit, I don't know exactly what a recorder is versus other similar instruments. So let's pretend that there's other people listening that don't know, don't know either. Yes, one... Marco-senpai, please, <laughs> Oshiete, teach us. I mean, I could be totally wrong. It could be ocarinas uh, that are made of, like plastic or wood. That's the problem with instruments now <laughs> these days. That's why I had to say temple or blocks or wood blocks, because I, I don't know. <laughs> That's just uh, the sound I got. But what would you like to know, uh, Caitlin Kun and uh, Mike San Kun? What is a recorder? It's a wind instrument. You play in elementary school, you love it or you hate it. <laughs> All right. It can, be it can be made of plastic. Um, if it's uh, inexpensive, probably a couple of bucks. Uh, if it's really nice, be made of a fine wood. Uh, I don't know if they make it in Granadilla wood. It's usually for clarinets. But uh, I really don't know what, what, much about that instrument. I just know it's very pretty. And uh, Seriously, who does know much? It's... This weird instrument that exists seemingly just for middle and high school students to learn to play a woodwind. Because where do you really see it anywhere else? Uh, the first Zelda. <laughs> okay. He didn't have a, he didn't he didn't have an ocarina until Ocarina of Time, but it was called a recorder in the first game. So there. And then I... they they turned it in they made it handheld by making it small smaller. Anyway, I guess, because that's what you do nowadays is you, you make things smaller right. and portable. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, maybe the ocarina was just more interesting to look at. It certainly has kind of a nicer sound to it than recorder. Like Legend of Zelda, recorder of time. <laughs> I was thinking There's about that. Too. that. Yeah. <laughs> I think I was... we just figured out how they got their title. Yep. I was actually hoping. We're on to you. <laughs> I was hoping it was actually going to be a euphonium or maybe a tuba. A tuba of time. I'd play it. That's 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 the title of the next you know open world Zelda game. Whenever we get it, it'll be called Tuba of Time. Awesome. You you heard it here first, folks. This is a Rhythm Encounter exclusive. No, I'm just joking. Yeah. Anyways, besides the recorder or whatever section, I do like that. I like it. I don't want to say it's typical Gust, although it kind of is, because a lot of the Gust music I've heard, not in general, but there's every game at least has some kind of like bouncy upbeat track and uh i i checked too i was like is this some of the same composers as like some of the gus games that i've played and they are and uh that's okay though i, I really like that um well bouncy bouncy is my word for it bouncy 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 no it's a, it's a good way of saying that like yeah uh, that's why i meant when uh with the temple blocks or the wood blocks uh galloping in the back it does have like that bouncy um feel to it with the other instruments now when they're hanging out and the song is playing are they like hanging out in the hallway like in a persona game i can't remember i mean like last time i played this game i was like in high school no i was in early college i think though i know that it's just kind of like one of those background music you just throw in for a scene where they're chatting but i i can imagine them in the halls in this playing or them in the classroom well Speaking of hallways, Corndog <laughs> most definitely plays in the hallways in Persona Q. Um, this is sort of like the main menu music when you're outside of dungeons, um, when you're doing things like reorganizing your party or going to places. And you kind of have like a home base in this alternate reality that the game takes place in. It's the, the culture festival that the Persona 4 crew get. Um, so they're in, they're in a school and they're, you know, you can go to different, different places. And I picked it, well, for two reasons. First, it's an incredibly catchy tune that whenever I hear, I cannot help but hum or sing along with. The, the very first part, especially, I just, but I mean, I can't, I can't not sing along with that tune. It's just so catchy. Um, but it also kind of, fits the theme, at least to my mind, because when you're in the menu, you see your characters just hanging out, doing things. It's random uh, who you get. So you have like a few characters and they'll be from both casts. So you'll get some P3, P4 characters and you'll just see them chilling. Some, some of them might be talking. Teddy might be making an idiot of himself as usual. Yosuke probably chasing after him, cursing and whatnot. But you'll just get different little scenes of them hanging out. So, I mean, to me, it's like the epitome of casual, uh, relaxing music. I'm just chilling with my best buds, some of whom happen to be from a different dimension or <laughs> time period or I don't know. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> it's no big deal. It's... Just another day in the life of a Persona user, right? Exactly. Yeah, I like that. I don't, uh, as I've talked about on the show, I still haven't played Persona 4, but I've played a bunch of 3, and it does give me, I don't know the track in 3. 
but it does remind me of some of the music in three and I, I like that. The horns are really, really fun. Yeah, it's got a it's got a good beat to it too. Yeah, yeah. Like you can just kind of move along with it. I don't know. No, I totally agree. I like that organ that plays. Uh, is it's very uh. What, what's the best way of putting it? I don't want to say catchy, but it really is catchy. Uh, sticks sticks to your mind. Um, but I think the most uh, I like about this is a uh, corn dog, just the name itself. I was gonna <laughs> say that, yeah. It's just a beautiful name. I think of uh, like Final Fantasy VIII. Uh, was hot dogs with Zell. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm. I think it's corn dog because one of the original characters in the game um, just loves to eat. She she eats everything and she she revels in trying new food. And so I I'm not sure why this track got called that specifically because it's not all about her. But I don't know. It just she and the other character that are special or unique to the game, you know, stand out a little bit. It's a corn dog, because corn dogs are awesome. I agree. But, yeah. Me too. Yeah. So, Mike, what can you tell us about Tifa's theme that we don't already know? I, you know, I was when I was listening to tracks for this episode, I was like, I don't know if I can pick Tifa's theme because it's technically a character theme, but. The more I listened to it, or the more I thought about it, I, I was like, I don't know. I don't think of it much of just Tifa's theme. I really see it more of um, the theme to Seventh Heaven, because that's really where it plays. I know it's really about Tifa, but to me, it's more about the place and everyone coming together, and that's kind of their safe haven for a while, at least till they you know have to leave town. But until that point, that's where Cloud and Tifa meet. Or meet up again after the job and i don't know i just like that really laid back vibe you walk in there people are sitting around i guess they're playing cards they're doing something hanging out drinking but i don't know i figured that fit with this kind of like hanging out casual themes oh yeah definitely 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 i mean it's an interesting because i mean the, the seventh heaven the way the bar it's it's a bar of sorts i mean you've it looks like your sort of average bar. You've got you know you've got tables, you've got the bar itself, and things like that. But it almost kind of feels like it's after hours because of you know obviously everyone avalanche secretly meeting to you know recount their heroic mission against Shinra. So it has that sort of more laid back feel to it because it's it's this it's the crew. It's not you know just random people. Right. And then I, I was actually watching a video earlier tonight just to refresh myself. But I think one of the first things Tifa says when Cloud comes in is like, well, he, she says, welcome home. So it's kind of a home, too. She probably meant just, you know, the whole slums in general. But whatever. Let's just say she meant the bar. Yeah. Well, to her, I'm sure it is her home. Right. I mean, we, we, we learn later, we learn more about, you know, Nibelheim and whatnot later on, but that being her bar and also it being the introduction that you get to that part of, uh, of Midgar and, and to her too, right. it definitely sort of, I, I agree, it definitely kind of feels like a home. Yeah, I agree. And then and when I think of a different theme now, uh, just compared to where it is, um, I don't even want to think of it as a character theme. It really is just like a homey feel. 
uh, when they're there hanging out together and, you know, shoot, shooting the kicks and uh, drinking uh, juice uh, or tea. <laughs> or milk. Uh, or milk. Because they can't be drinking alcohol, no. No, that's naughty, naughty. Um, and there's like a pinball right in the corner. Um, only only Sephiroth and Geneva get to drink. But that's alcohol. like a Abdul's or something of that sort. Uh, something non-alcoholic. But yeah, that's kind of like, yeah, like just this most casual, like, hey, how's it going? Uh, I don't want to say honey, but I, I want to say something like that. And I, <laughs> when I see that, it's kind of cute when I see them talking and everyone just hanging out. A very family-oriented uh, setting in track. Right, right. It's a classic. I know. I want to play it again. I'm trying not to. I'm trying to play new stuff, but I, lately I just really want to play 7 again. Well, if you want to play 7 again, I think you should be able to play 7 again. Just like, if I want to play Xenosaga again, I'm going to play Xenosaga again, and no one's going to stop me. Because that's where my next pick is from. I don't know where that transition came from, people. That just... That was a thing. It just happened. <laughs> so uh, for our next block, I picked UMN mode from Xenosaga episode one. Um, this is the music that plays when you're checking your email in the game, which I thought at the time was a really novel thing to throw into a JRPG. And then it became a thing that every game does in some way or another. Um, and then Marcos, I think you had the next pick. Uh, the next song is very um, sophisticated. It's named uh, Pew Pew, uh, <laughs> composed by uh, Noriusa Akimatsu. You know this guy. And it is from the game Chaos Rings. It's played um, uh, as a merchant song it, when you're at, I guess, at the merchant. Oh, and, and then, then yes. yeah, Mike. <laughs> um, I picked the support car theme from Mega Man Legends, a game which... If this comes out when I planned for this to come out, just released about last week on PSN. So pl please go, please go buy it. So they'll re-release Mega Man Legends Two, which is currently about a hundred dollars on eBay. Yes. Oh yeah, please. That that cannot be fun. No, more people need to play. Well, both of those games. So I hope they both come out. All right. Well then, coming up, we have UMN mode from Xenosaga Episode One. Pew pew from Chaos Rings. I had to say it like that. I'm sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> and support car from Mega Man Legends.
So UMN mode um, was a really interesting thing in Xenosaga episode one. It was basically the UMN was supposed to be basically like the internet in the game. It was net. It was email. I think it also had to do with how they traveled between planets and whatnot. But in the game, it was an email service and you would occasionally check your messages and you would reply to things. You would get plugins and other things you could use in the game, like in battle or when you're on the map. And it had this really cool laid back uh, sort of futuristic sounding, you know, kind of futuristic sounding synths uh, music playing, which I remember loving just so much. It's got a really nice bass that goes throughout the piece that just kind of grounds the whole thing and gives it that that cool kind of feel to it. And the synths kind of going in the background, creating that sort of sci-fi futuristic landscape. It's one of my favorite pieces, actually, in the soundtrack. In it, and there's a lot of music in the soundtrack, but it was just this really interesting kind of different piece from what I was expecting based on the rest of the music in the game and previous stuff that Mitsuda did, you know, like in the Zeno years and whatnot. And I don't know, I mean, as far as like the theme, I mean, you're not talking and chilling with your characters, but you're checking your email, which I mean, how that you can't get much more casual than sitting back, checking your email. And you have like an avatar that's a bunny for whatever reason. I don't know. Why not? Because bunnies. Yes. Aww. I, I've decided the more I listen to this, because I keep listening to it since we're doing this episode, I need to set up a macro or something where when I hit my shortcut button to open my mail program, this is going to play in the background. <laughs> so I can just listen to this while I'm sitting around deleting my Portuguese, like, porn spam. <laughs> Whoa, that was oddly specific. Well, it's all... It's all kinds of languages, but either way, this would make it a little more bearable. <laughs> Don't you think we need a little bit more spicier music for that? What's that? Don't you think we need something a little bit more spicier for that? Well, yeah, but I want to get rid of it and then get back to like being calm, listening to UMN mode. Ah, yeah, I get you there, man. Yeah, and uh, this is a very chill uh, theme. I, I, I love electronic music. It's terrible because I... I'm very poor at explaining why. However, it's one of my favorite uh, kind of music, especially the old futuristic vibe. Uh, especially like when they start using uh, the stereo headphones or anything with surround sound, like that little fluttering that happened, uh, yeah. like partway where it's like waga 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 on the left and right there. <laughs> yeah. it, you know, you know what's another weird thing for me that like I noticed, but I don't, I don't know where. I first heard this when they started using like a like a percussion or like kind of like a marimba like it plays like somewhere into the song uh where it's kind of like a uh, ambient marimba or one that's been uh fixated with uh, or fixed with uh, some kind of a sense or it was altered in some kind and like where that became something uh for futuristic music because I know I've heard it in other games before I want to say possibly later on uh Mass Effect, I'm not really sure, but I have heard that, like, percussion being used uh, in, like, futuristic games. Yeah, now that you mention it, yeah, I definitely do hear sort of 
the precursor of the Mass Effect sound in this, the percussion anyway, uh, especially the first Mass Effect, which was a bit more, you know, electronic synth than the Mass Effect 2 and Mass Effect 3 were. Yeah, was it the... Marcos, I love you. I love you. you <laughs> yeah, isn't the, is it the galaxy map? Yeah, and that's what I was Mass thinking effect. about. That's what I was yeah, thinking about. I didn't think about that. It does remind me of that. That's cool. Like, I also mm. think about, like, maybe games like Fantasy Star Online, but I've never played it, but I think about music like that in that kind of settings. I, I could hear this in PSO, yeah. Like, and another thing I love about this is, like, that bassy sound. Like, when I hear this, I kind of, it kind of reminds me of uh, the, desktop th the desktop theme from Dot .hack, uh, Infection, or just the... Uh, the Quarrelly? I don't know what you would call a four-part series, but uh, it just gives me that nice, uh, I don't know, just nice relaxing. Checking your mail, saying what's up, junk mail, cool, death threats online. All right, we'll deal with that in a second. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> it's just a virus. Yeah. Hold on, I gotta go fight some Gnosis. <laughs> And what, I don't, I don't know. Maybe kill a god while I'm at it. Now, if you're fighting Gnosis with a gun, what sound would that make? Mm, well, Marcos, what would you say it would make? Personally, I think it might just sound like pew pew, which is our next track that we just heard. <laughs> now, this song is completely irrelevant to electronic music, as you hear, <laughs> and the only thing that is in like comparison is that little pew sound that you would hear every now and then go pew which i'm assuming that's where they got that uh cute little name when when uh this track uh got translated for itunes for america they called it merchant song i don't like that i went back to the japanese uh translation or just what they called it pew pew don't change it oh yeah way better yeah, yeah. Well, it has, it's like you said, it has the pew-pews in the song. It should be called pew-pew. Exactly. And I wish I knew what kind of instrument that was. It sounded like a, some kind of like electronic drum kit going pew or pew. Uh, but yeah, I really like the track. It's very upbeat, very silly, and I'm, a, I'm also a little farty, too. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I, I'm sorry. Did you just describe a piece of music as farty? Farty, yes. Uh <laughs> Like, Pray tell, <laughs> what does that mean in music we'll, terms? We'll get we'll get to that. Uh, but the reason why I like um I like it because it's upbeat is because it's just very nice. Got the pizzicato strings, uh, just plucked very nicely. Uh, it's also a little glockenspiel. It's a little nice, uh, innocent, cute sound to it. And then you got this like, and then now to the far the farty sound. Uh, I don't know if that's a low uh rate like a lower range uh, trombone where it's just playing in the background. Especially when it gets to the second part, where it's like, it sounds really farty. But it sounds really nice regardless. It has that jazzy, classy feel. Very showy. And I, it's cool. It's farty. It's cool. You're talking to a merchant. He's a cool guy. He helps you out. You help Is him out. Is he farting while he helps you out? No, I, I mean, I hope not. I mean, they, do they really show farting in video games? Have they uh, finally... Uh, allowed that where it's just like a pass of gas you know i don't know i mean like in ren stimpy video game like the one in sega genesis you would fly places squeezing uh 
what's his name Stimpy's uh, stomach and then he would fart <laughs> but I think that's the only time I've seen farting in the video game oh that's a very good question I don't know I don't think I want to know though great to be now, I, now I'm like giving this like serious thought because I think there is <laughs> there is a game and I can't think of what it is like it seems it would be a it wouldn't be out of place in Toe Jam and Earl although I don't think Toe Jam and Earl has that not the first one at least I don't think no even the good one Oh. <laughs> There's also Boogerman on uh, Sega Genesis. True. Which I mean, different, different orifice, but wouldn't be out of place for a hero with boogers. Right. So I like the song too. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. I, I don't know. I, I that thing it was going down a road, and I didn't want to go down it, so <laughs> I turned the car around. So you like the song? I do, I do. I like this upbeat, kind of corny, whatever is going on here. Unfortunately, all I can think of is Farty now, although there's a lot more to the song. So what does this merchant sell you? Uh, he's the one that, he's just a, this cute little, like, he's not a teddy bear, but he's like a, he's a, he's a te teddy bear kind of looking creature. Um, he's okay. kind of like. I don't want to say he's like the teddy, but he is like this adorable looking creature that sells you weapons, uh, equipment, items. He's the only means of getting items in the uh, Chaos Rings. Okay. God, you know what? That's just, that's such a JRPG thing. And that's why I love him. It's like, where do you get your weapons? Wait. From some cute little teddy bear and yeah. backed by a, like a farty, upbeat, you know, goofy song. I'm like, oh yeah, of course. You will never look at a cute, adorable little bunny the same way again. Never. I know. Ever. Now we're going to be thinking about that bunny in the UMN mode. Yeah. What kind of what kind of guns is he packing? <laughs> I don't want to know. Well, he does actually help you like get you know attachments and whatnot that kind of upgrade. I think, if I recall correctly, you actually get some upgrades for your for Xion's weapons. Inexplicably through email. I don't know how, but yeah. I think anyway. But um, I thought this is an interesting, cutesy little song. I didn't realize it was a merchant or you know a shop theme. I guess essentially is, is what you're saying, right? Yeah. Because I was just thinking that this sounds like this is like maybe the funny song that plays because it, you know. Every JRPG or most every JRPG has that one, at least one moment where the characters just kind of get goofy and have fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, they, when, there is the option to talk to him, and that's kind of where like the casual, like the joking, uh, jokingness of uh, the song uh, helps enhance the mood. So you, <laughs> you, you are right in thinking that it's definitely uh, what they were aiming for. They just uh, gave it to a merchant <laughs> instead. A cute one. A cute one. A cute one. Selling you weapons. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> hey, speaking of cute little mascots, the support car in Mega Man Legends. Is that a mascot? No. You guys have neither of you have played it yet? No, I'm bad. That's Not okay. Yet. That's okay. A lot of people didn't. That's why three didn't get made. So thanks a lot, guys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, oh. We're laying on thick here, people. I know. Okay. If, well, hopefully one of, at least one of you plays it. The thing with support car is when you go into that car, there's a 
couple characters you can talk to. You can talk to Roll, who helps you out and briefs you on your missions. And then you talk to Data, the save monkey, which is the greatest character in all of Mega Man. And Wait, Data, the save monkey. Look him up. I'm sure there's GIFs. There's videos everywhere. He has the most adorable little dance. And you can once you see it, when you hear the song, you think of Data. Because Data is the best. And as you can imagine, he saves your game. And he's adorable. So when I know. You, when you say Data, do you mean Star Trek Data? No. I or, mean, the monkey's name is Data. Oh, that is. But when you, oh, okay. Sorry, I couldn't help it. I was like, are you telling me that this is a monkey that reminds you of Data from Star Trek and saves your game? Oh, my God. <laughs> it sounds like it wasn't quite that, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe it was from now on. <laughs> All right, here you go. Here you go. This is really good for um, an audio show is I'm sharing a link to a GIF with people that no one can see. But at least <laughs> we can, you guys. We can describe it or we can imagine it in our minds. So is does this monkey have what looks like Eggman Eggman's carrier? He's on, yeah, chest? like a half egg body, but who cares? <laughs> And, and he almost, almost dances to the beat of the song, which is just great. So, <laughs> whenever you're done being mesmerized by that. Yeah, uh, but like, yeah, sorry, I, I was mesmerized. I was just watching that. It was adorable. No, but the track itself, I, I always like uh, tracks like these uh, where you get that MIDI uh, sense in there and it's really poppy, very uh, chipper. And when you get mascots like this, Data the Monkey dancing for you, and you got some cool people hanging around. I mean, I assume they're cool. But, I mean, the definition of cool and adorable is this dancing monkey right here in front of me. But, has, I like this. I can't stop staring at him. See? See? So cute. <laughs> I have to change my icon to this now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. He, he was my PSN avatar for, like, four or five years. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. <laughs> Data. Yeah, he puts the um, the monkey in MGS4, which was pretty cute. To shame. <laughs> of course, that monkey wanted to drink booze and smoke cigarettes. So, you know. Oh, oh my. Whole different level. This monkey is much more innocent and cute and wholesome than that monkey. Yes. Um. Well. Um been monkeying around a bit and maybe we should move on to the next and final block for this mini episode uh mike i think you have the first pick i do i do i picked from it's crazy to me that world of warcraft has so much music and so many different taverns that there's a whole album of tavern music i forget how many tracks it is but and or even why or when i bought it but i have it Anyway, so I picked Salty Sailor, and I don't remember which inn it's in, but it is a tavern theme from World of Warcraft. Uh, Marcos, you have our next track. For myself, I chose uh, being, how do you say that, Con congenial? Congenial. Thank you. I, I have a first grade reading level. Uh, congenial uh, <laughs> from the last story, composed by Imatsu. Uh, I think you're really going to like this one. All right, Caitlin, what do you have? So for the final pick, um, I have Illuminated by Sunlight from Tales of Exilia. I don't really want to talk so much about where it's from because it's kind of, well, I want to talk about it after we listen to it because I think it'll 
be it make a little bit more sense why I picked it after I listened to it. Cool. So, coming up, we have Salty Sailor from World of Warcraft, Being Congenial from The Last Story, and Illuminated by Sunlight from Tales of Exilia.
All right. So salty surprise. I mean, salty sailor. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I was convinced to keep that on air. So no, everyone blame Caitlin if you don't like that. Or thank me. Or thank Caitlin. Yes. <laughs> All right. You don't want to know what we talk about off air. Okay. So that was one of the tavern themes in World of Warcraft. And it's a tavern theme. Now, I like the... You guys have way better ways to describe it than me because I literally have a thing in my notes that says I like the yo ho ho ness because it it's very piratey to me, a very pirate's life for me kind of thing. Um. Well, Marcos and I were talking about this while we were listening. I agree. It's got to me at least more of a Celtic sound. Totally. I don't know if it's, yeah. If it's the it's instruments or if it's the way that they're being played, but there are parts of it that sound a lot like. You know, uh, whether it's yield river dance or some new age stuff that I listened to when I was in college, I don't know. But it just reminds me of Celtic music. Yeah, it's it's bar music. It's good stuff. I mean, you, you got that uh, driving percussion. You got that uh, delicious uh, fiddling in there. And you got a bunch of other good stuff. And I think um, harps as well. I, I don't know if those, those are small harps or just harps in general. You know, a little pretty, and then it gets a uh, yo-ho-ho-y um, to describe it, as Micah says. It. Yeah, very catchy stuff. Stuff I, I would personally uh, drink my Abdul's or my juice or milk to. But that's interesting that you, you know, we say it's Celtic, and you're like, yeah, it's tavern music. We've kind of gotten to this point where that's a style that we tend to associate, I guess, with taverns. It's, it's, it, there's tavern music in uh, Fantasy XIV that also has a Celtic feel to it and is the bar music. Oh, and it just, true. Yeah. it sounds like bar music. Even yeah, though, I mean, like, you know, modern day bar music doesn't sound anything like that at all. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. Sounds like a This, this stuff sounds better than modern bar music. Uh, there, I said it. <laughs> what does what your, your modern uh, bar music sound like? Uh, way too much bass and it's way too loud. Yeah. Too much wubs. Too much yeah. wubs. That sounds right. Mm, wub, 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 no. No, the only person that can wub, 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 wub me is Claptrap, okay? I don't allow wub, wub, wubs from anyone else. <laughs> this is that road I didn't want to go down. Okay, <laughs> then let's, we can move on and go down a different road. Maybe a road that leads to the last story. Yeah, better than talking about your claptrap. <laughs> it's oh. from Borderlands. I'm not talking about that Oh, yeah. I was thinking uh, Borderlands claptrap, that robot thing. Yeah. I, I what were you robot. thinking about, Mike? No, I've played Borderlands, I know. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All um, right, so Marcos, <laughs> please talk about it. Please save us. Yes, uh, from the last story, uh, being congenial, goes by you, Master. Really nice piece. I like it. It's jazzy. Uh, even my notes, it says jazzy, stay classy, and very show, uh, very showy like. And oh, geez, did I mix these notes for something else? Nope. Uh, no, that, that, that sounds that like what I wrote. Yep. <laughs> and that pizzicato <laughs> strings comes back again. Give that nice uh, poppy sound to it, and a little about a little bit about the song when this plays. I I only recall one part. It, it's at the end of a a optional chapter where the characters 
at the end of a chapter have to go up a flight of stairs, and they're sick and tired of already seeing like sets of stairs going up and down. So they're being really salty, just looking at these stairs, like complaining, and this is playing in the background. And they're just being very goofy throughout the whole thing, even to the point where the one of the characters, Dagron, just gives up, says, I give up. I'm, why don't I just live here? And he's just like, you can hear him like dropping to the floor. It, and they're just miserable the whole time. And it cuts to the narrator just talking about the long ascent to the surface. And then like the sun warming them upon arrival while this is playing the whole time. I really like that. The whole narration, the music, very jazzy. You don't hear this music often, which is very sad. But from the time you do hear it, really nice. Spot on. Well, I, like I said, that's, I wrote jazzy bar piece, kind of sultry. I, I swear, this is what I wrote. The first part, when the melody comes in, I almost thought I was listening to the Cruella de Vil song. Because <laughs> it kind I of, I mean, it kind of sounds like that. It has this, a similar progression, almost. Not quite the same. It's not this quite the same melody, but at first I was like, it, er... Am I in a Kingdom Hearts game? Is this <laughs> is this a 101 Dalmatians world? What? <laughs> but I like the story about them climbing the stairs. It sounds like Last Story has a Ghostbusters moment in it then. I know that was a weird place to go, but that was what I thought <laughs> of when you were ex- explaining the story of them climbing the stairs and getting tired of it because that's like one of the best moments in Ghostbusters. <laughs> Sorry, um, my mind's going weird places. No, it's fine. I would have commented, but I still haven't seen Ghostbusters. Just don't disown me for that. Well, we can we can fix that very, I know. very easily. Yeah, I know. It, I have the DVD. It's in my closet. I just I haven't watched it. <laughs> I really have no good excuse. Oh, well, I'm going to do to you what Rob did to me on the last Random Encounter. Your homework for the next Rhythm Encounter, Mike, is yeah. to watch Ghostbusters. Well, are we going to talk about Ghostbusters in the next Rhythm Encounter? I don't know. Maybe we will. <laughs> oh, crazy. No, 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 we won't. I don't, I don't think we did it, anyway. You don't know. You never know it'll come up. <laughs> yeah, I like, um, that song sounds like an old nightclub to me. Or like an old jazzy, well, like you said, a jazz club, jazz club, nightclub, something like that. Like 50s style. I don't know if either of you played the Back to the Future game, the Telltale game. But I think it's episode two, and you have to go in this nightclub, and it's just, I don't know, it gives me that, that, that vibe, you know, where the nightclub is filled with smoke, over up on stage you have Duke Silver playing the sax. Oh, that's cool. Someone will get that reference. Um, yeah, I like that, though. It's a very uh, relaxing song. It doesn't make me want to drink, though. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Speaking of drinking, what was your track, Caitlin? What? Oh, my, my, my track was um, drinking in sorrow and, well, sorrow. Um, Marcos, didn't you have a question to ask me about this? All right. Listeners, are you with me on this? At, well, at some point, do you feel like this, this is playing when something like someone's dying? Because that's kind of like the vibe I got on this, even though it does sound like a very pretty song. Okay, so this plays after someone gets 
seriously injured in the game. Like, crippled. Seriously injured. And things kind of shift for a little bit because it's it's a major character, they're on a mission, and suddenly they can't do it anymore because they've been seriously wounded. And everyone in the party just kind of has to sit back and acknowledge that and figure out what to do. And honestly, I thought the game did a pretty good job of dealing with some of the issues that come up with these serious injuries. Um, you know, things like the character who had the injury kind of being stubborn, trying to fix themselves, trying to keep going on doing the same thing, even though they can't. Others trying to convince them that they got to sit back and, and, you know, adjust to this new reality. And, you know, of course, in true JPRPG fashion, it gets magicked away a couple hours later. But at the time, it was a really interesting change uh, in the game and in, in the way the game was going. I really liked that whole sequence. And it's it's a beautiful, quiet, but also kind of there's this undercurrent of sadness throughout the entire piece that kind of fits that that setting. And, you know, there's nothing super big or exciting that happens when it plays. It's just characters, you know, dealing with what's happened and trying to figure out what to do next. And I thought it worked really well in that context. And it, it plays in other places. It also plays in the second game, um, again, when characters are kind of just hanging back, talking, not when serious stuff happens. It's not like you're happy go lucky. Oh, let's let's go get a corn dog or <laughs> uh, I need me some sultry jazz tunes or I need to hear pew pews while I buy guns from a cute bear. But it was all it was all the same to me kind of a kind of a relax not relaxing is not the right word, but just mellow. Mellow, yeah. Kind of a way to step back and and not necessarily have to worry about the big bad for the time being because we have we have more pressing issues like trying to walk again. So oh, that was kind of a downer. I'm sorry. It was a kind of a somber way to, <laughs> I to know. fill things out. But um, I wish I had realized that's what that song was about. But when I stuck it at the end. <laughs> it's a good song though I, I do like the song have you guys it sounds like a tangent it's not but um have you guys seen from up on poppy hill it's a ghibli movie um from up on poppy hill which one is no that? i haven't uh, is that the one with the kids the high school or that school is being uh it's going to be demolished something like that yes or like one of the buildings is going to be demolished yeah i've seen that one. Oh my gosh i love that movie so much i, oh, I don't beautiful I, just beautiful Yes, but um, I actually liked the soundtrack to that movie so much when it came out here. It was one of those things where it only came out in like certain theaters. I actually drove like 40 miles to go watch this movie. And I liked the soundtrack so much, I bought it like from my phone in the car before I left there. <laughs> and But this song actually, I just realized that now sounds a lot like a lot of that music. Like there's some like, there's some crazy upbeat stuff, but there are some tracks, some they're, they kind of can be sad, kind of not, but they're kind of just, hey, here's a piece while these characters are, like, talking. But uh, 
yeah, I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. Bless your heart, Mike. That that movie did have an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. Um, and I do agree with that. Like, and I don't want to sound like a Debbie Downer when I ask like if someone died or something of that nature um because overall it's a very pretty piece of music especially when you got like the glockenspiel playing right there um very dreamy you have those rising chromatics and descending uh like in the flute and such and also you get like a very atmospheric eric Satie kind of gymnopedia kind of a chordal playing uh happen there so it's very dreamlike and the reason why i asked if something like of, of great a lot of gravities happen Great I don't want to say great seriousness. <laughs> seriousness. Bad. I don't want to say great gravity because that's, that sounds a little weird. Uh, something with the gravity is happening because uh, those strings, the string, those ambient strings, just sounded really weird to me. I was like, it sounds like a little bit of dissonance, like right at the beginning, or something like serious has, is happening or has happened. And I'm like, is this? Am I like listening to like something that someone died to or someone got hurt to? <laughs> Because it was a very beautiful uh, piece of music, and I was like, I, it made my head turn. I was like, huh, I wonder what's happening here. But I'm, overall, I'm, I I'm like glad it. that you got that sense from that. That you know, because I mean, I get that, but obviously, I you know, I, I first heard it when I played the game. So I'm, I'm, I love it when we can listen to pieces of music and get a sense from them that turns out to be, you know, pretty spot on. Music can really can convey emotions and feelings without needing the context always of what you see on the screen or what you hear characters say. Yeah, that's, um, shoot. All my episodes are mixed up now. Uh, spoiler people, we've actually recorded the two episodes after this, before this. And in one of those episodes, I think I said that exact same thing about one of your songs, Caitlin. <laughs> so we've kind of come full circle, but, but not because we haven't aired the episodes yet. Oh no, we're creating a time paradox. This is heavy. Oh, uh, <laughs> great Scott! I don't feel any sense of a gravitational pull. <laughs> I uh, love you, Marcos. Thank you. Dear, that's awesome. <laughs> I love both of you. <laughs> well, with that, dear listeners, we've reached the end. I know, sorry, it had to happen sooner or later. Um, but thank you, as always, for joining us on this mini episode and we i promise we do have more coming very soon um like mike said we do actually have two full episodes that we've recorded that we will be releasing uh very soon i think within this month hopefully in the meantime um as always if you have questions suggestions or just want to you know chat us up feel free to reach us on twitter or on the boards um, we also have that handy-dandy email that, if I'm not mistaken, is music at rpgfan.com. Is that right, Mike? That's correct. Yeah. So, by all means, send us send us whatever kind of mail you want. Um, and, of course, you know, if you can, rate, review, subscribe to us on iTunes just to, you know, spread the word so we can spread our awesome love of video game music and awesome video game music itself. That's the most important part to other people. Not to mention, you might also be able to check out some of our other awesome shows. Um, sorry, a bit of a shameless plug there. Um, it's only shameless if you mention them by name. Oh, well, then in that case, I I totally won't randomly mention a retrograde 
encounter. I, I don't oh, know. Nice try. Nice try. I was, I was so close. Uh, you don't get any retro pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> Yay, and Marco saved it. Uh, well, on that note, as we always do, we end with a special track from our guests. And Marcos, you're the guest, so what do you have for us? I have for you, from the game that has just come out recently, Undertale, the track Dating Start by, who's this uh, fine person, from, by Toby Fox. You're going Ooh. to listen to that. Oh, great. I haven't heard any of this yet. Yeah, I haven't either, but I have heard, been hearing a lot of how good the game is, so this is exciting. It's lovely. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you. So taking us out is going to be Dating Start from Undertale. Enjoy. Oh, and I guess I'll say thank you from me and from Mike and from Marcos. We'll catch you next time. going to really like like you're going to think like all right this is what the battle's about like how the battle works and then you're going to keep playing it and it's like oh and then it's like oh and then it's going to be a ooh